Welcome to Happier with Ming, a lifestyle design and personal development podcast of positivity, inspiration, productivity, and growth. My name is Ming, and we will be discussing health and wellness, relationships, current favorites, positive thoughts, and the journey of life. Life is a journey to enjoy, and I want us to fall in love with the process while living life to our fullest every day. Everyone, welcome back to Happier with Ming. Today, we're going to be talking about the concept of multitasking and time management. I will also be sharing with you four productivity tools that we can all use to stay focused on what we want to accomplish throughout the day. But before we get into that, I want to take the time to thank all of my friends and fellow podcast creators for the time that they spent listening to my first episode and providing me with some valuable feedback. The feedback that I have received. They said that they loved the intro and that my voice is soothing, lovely, very good for podcasts. Someone said your voice frequency really raises people's spirits, so that was really nice. And someone said they love how positive and sweet the podcast is. The length, though, so I know that doing my research, the sweet spot for a podcast length is thirty to sixty minutes. So I thought that twelve minutes, my first episode, was pretty short. But someone actually told me that the first episode could have been slightly shorter. <laughs> I guess it just depends on what kind of listeners I have. Some people like to receive information really quickly, like they're on the go. They just want to learn and be super time efficient. And others, they want to listen to the story and dive deep into something. So I guess it just depends on me on what kind of podcast I want this to be. All in all, thank you. And you may notice that I am talking pretty freely during this episode <laughs> because I got some feedback that said, "Oh, it kind of seems like you're reading from a paper or a note." Which was very true. I was. I planned everything out of what I was gonna say, and it took a long time. I just wanted it to be like perfect. My first episode, I was thinking, okay, I want my podcast to sound like soothing and relaxed. <laughs> But then I guess it took away some of the emotion that I usually portray when I talk to my friends. So I'm gonna try this episode a little bit more freestyle talk, like I'm talking to my friends. I'm still going to have notes, but they're gonna be just like an outline form. Okay, so diving in. Actually, I wrote notes for multitasking last week, so a lot of this is already laid out. But I'm going to try to tell you the information that I learned in a conversational way. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. So I learned this pretty recently. Actually, I learned this last week. That apparently the concept of multitasking isn't a real thing. So there are multiple studies out there that state that true multitasking, which is doing more than one task at the same time, is a myth. 
So those people who think that they can split their attention between multiple tasks at once aren't actually getting more done. Because the brain cannot fully focus when multitasking, people take longer to complete tasks and are more prone to error. So when people attempt to complete many tasks at one time or alternate rapidly between them, it takes far longer to get the jobs done than if they were done sequentially. This is because the brain is forced to restart and refocus. This totally makes sense, and it's definitely something that I can and will still be working on. Oftentimes, when I'm attending a work meeting or just, I guess, listening to a conversation to a friend, sometimes I admit that I find myself checking emails or my phone or any of the other tabs that are open at the same time. I think that I'm getting more work done, like, oh, I'm texting a friend and listening to a conversation, or, oh, I'm checking an email, but also I'm listening to the things that are being said during the work meeting. But actually, I may have missed an important topic during the meeting because my brain wasn't 100% focused on what was being said. Instead of focusing, we tend to divide our attention between tasks which hampers our attentiveness, learning, and mindfulness. A quote that I found online about this topic that I found very interesting was, if we attempt from an early age to multitask constantly, we do not practice how to tune out the rest of the world to engage in deeper processing and learning. I never knew that there was a quote-unquote negative side to multitasking. But this quote shows that there is. One of the negatives of multitasking is that we don't get to engage in deeper processing, deeper thoughts, deeper learning. It's something that I never thought about, but it makes sense. In college, when I was in the OT program, my friend's friend wanted to meet me because she wanted to pursue OT and pick my brain. So one of her questions was, how was I able to get stuff done in a time-efficient manner? I was working multiple jobs and studying and having fun with my friends as well. She asked me, how did I get everything done? And my answer to that was, I multitask all the time. Multitasking was the key to getting stuff done. (laughs) So I really was 100% for multitasking. And I guess I never really researched, oh, what is multitasking and how to be a super effective multitasker? Because then I would have seen all these studies and websites showing that it's not a real thing. (laughs) I'm still learning that there are some things I need to 100% focus on while I'm doing. That's why having music playing in the background while I'm trying to focus on a big task just doesn't cut it for me. So some people love music. They play it all the time when they're at work or writing an email. I'm really distracted when I listen to music sometimes when there are words because when I know the song, I just really want to sing or hum along. And I'm like, oh, wait. And then I read the email that I'm writing over and over again until I pause the music and I'm like, okay, focus. Let's read and hit send. Another fact that I found interesting about multitasking is that it inhibits creative thinking due to lack of brain space. 
It causes you to lose your ability to think outside of the box. Oh, that makes sense. Sometimes I feel like, wow, I have so much work to do all day. And then it's actually just me multitasking and switching between so many different tabs. Like, oh, my email. And then all the social media sites. There's so many. It's not just one email. It's five different email accounts from Gmail and Yahoo and Outlook. It's kind of crazy. So maybe multitasking. (laughs) I don't want to say that I'm lacking brain space. But maybe doing all these things at once is really taking up so much brain space. And honestly, I think that I'm not a super creative person. So is this what is inhibiting me from thinking outside of the box? Super interesting things to talk about and think about. So I'm going to be adding monotasking to my vocabulary. Monotasking, also known as single tasking, is the practice of dedicating oneself to a given task and minimizing potential interruptions. You spend less energy when you monotask and it also helps you lower stress levels, helps you prioritize, rebuild focus, and boosts creativity. an app girl. I have over a hundred apps on my phone. Maybe even 200 apps probably. Not just on my phone but on my tablet as well. There's an app for everything and every time I'm like okay I need something. I need to remind myself to drink eight cups of water every day. So there's this app called Waterminder that helps me track my daily intake of water. Not just water but anything liquid I drink. So tea, soda, soup. It just tracks everything and there's a girl that fills up every time you track the amount of water you drink in the app. There's so many random apps that I have on my phone. So there's another one called Run P where when you go to the movie and you don't want to miss anything, you check the Run P app and it shows you which part of the movie is the best part for you to miss and go to the bathroom really quickly. And it tells you, oh, be quick about it, or oh, you could take your time. So that's a really interesting app as well. Basically, what I'm saying is there's an app for everything. I have a 128 gigabyte phone, and 125 gigs of that phone is filled. I mean, I'm not saying that I have over 100 gigabytes in my phone that are filled with applications, but it's a big. <laughs> It takes a lot of space. It's a big chunk of it. My first chunk is photos. I like to take photos of everything, like my food, outside, my friends, the events I'm at. But yeah, applications. I am an app girl. (laughs) So good thing that I am able to organize this because they're all in different folders. I have, okay, I'm going to tell you the folders I have my phone. Apple. Mail slash calendars, social, books, audiobooks, and video, productivity, travel, shopping, music slash ukulele. I need to edit that because I have not played the ukulele in years. (laughs) Food slash grocery, photography, health, learning, finance, games, miscellaneous, And I have another folder that's like a party emoji. 
It's like miscellaneous number two. Thank goodness they have this function of folders in a phone because I would have pages and pages filled with apps if it weren't for these folders. My favorite app that I cannot live without is Google Calendar. I find myself checking and checking it literally 50 times a day, maybe 75 times a day. I don't know. No exaggeration. It's a habit. And it's not only on my phone either. I check the website as well. That's my favorite app. I just have everything that I have to do in there. Everything from, oh, water the plants, water the scallions uh, that I'm growing, to defrost the meat that's in the freezer. (laughs) Yep, little stuff like that. But also important stuff like, oh, it's time to renew your OT license. (laughs) It's time to pay your car insurance. Yep, I love Google Calendar. All right. So there are hundreds of productivity apps out there, but I want to take this time to highlight a few of them to help you and me both to stay focused on what we want to accomplish and block off time throughout the day. So the first one that I want to talk about is the Forest app. The site description says, Forest is an app that helps you stay focused on the important things in life. Whenever you want to stay focused, plant a tree. Your tree will grow while you focus on your work. Leaving the app halfway, like if you go to answer a text or something, will cause your tree to die. Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's a, it's like very cute, a cute concept. But then you have the ability to kill a tree. Oh my gosh. So some things that I really like about this app is that you can unlock new types of trees and achievements to help grow your own personal forest. I'm really drawn to apps that have achievements. (laughs) I think it's just like a thing. It's like, it's just all digital. What happens when you get all these achievements? You don't get like a physical prize or anything. So before quarantine, I was really into this app called Activity. It's a health app. And basically, it's connected to my Apple Watch. And there are three circles that tell you to move, exercise, and stand. So the move one, you have to move for however many calories that you set during that day. You set the amount of calories that you want to burn. So let me see what I had it set to. 270 calories. Exercise, you have to do 30 minutes. And stand, you have to move at least for a minute every single hour for 12 hours. It's a ring and you have to fill all the rings up. And then you get this achievement badge. I used to be like super into this app that was connected to my Apple Watch and I just really like to fill everything up and get all these awards. It's actually called awards and there's limited edition ones and monthly challenges and closure ring awards, workout awards. And it's like, am I going to show anybody this? It's just really satisfying to see the achievements that <laughs> I completed. But now I don't really carry my phone everywhere and we're all stuck at home. So my rings are very, very low, but I just don't look at them. (laughs) Okay, so my point is a lot of humans are really into earning achievements and digital awards on these apps. So yeah, Forrest is doing a good job for people like me because we like to unlock new types of trees and achievements to help grow our personal forest. There's also a collaborative feature where you can plant trees with friends. If one of you gets distracted and leaves the app, you'll kill everybody's plants in addition to yours. 
Wow, teamwork. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Force is a super cute app to boot. It's also available as a Chrome or Firefox extension to use on your computer. You can blacklist websites that are super distracting and whitelist ones that you need specifically for work. So Stay Focus is the second application that I want to highlight, except it's not an application, it's a Chrome extension. So what you do is you choose the sites that are your biggest time wasters and set the amount of time you are allowed on those sites during the day. Once you use up your allotted time per site, they're blocked so you can concentrate on working. The third productivity tool that I want to highlight is a Chrome extension called Mindful Browsing. With this Chrome extension, you specify which sites you'd like to be mindful about your time on and provide a list of things you'd rather do instead. It doesn't block you from visiting sites, but it makes you aware that you're about to browse the site that you're going to go on and potentially waste time. <laughs> so it gently asks you if you'd like to visit it. So the tagline that Mindful Browsing uses is, it beautifully interrupts mindful browsing and gets you back to life. So what you do when you download the Chrome extension is you fill in the blank. They're going to ask you, I want to be mindful of spending my time on and then you put in examples of websites like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Then the next thing you do is you make a suggestion for your future self on what you'd rather be doing. So the prompt would be, usually I'd rather, and then you put something in like, take five deep breaths or take a quick walk. So another thing that I really like about mindful browsing is that when you type in a site that you want to be mindful of when you go on and how much time you spent on it, it features beautiful landscape photographs instead. The fourth productivity tool that I want to highlight is called Focus Keeper. Focus Keeper is an app that has a timer based off of the Pomodoro technique to help you time and schedule your breaks. Rather than blocking certain apps or sites, it times your productivity sessions and separates it with breaks. The Pomodoro technique is a popular time management method where you use a timer to break down work into intervals, traditionally 25 minutes in length, separated by short 5-minute breaks. During this break, you can scroll through your Instagram or check your text messages, whatever you want. After about four Pomodoros, you can take a longer break of about 15 to 20 minutes, but I've also seen some variations of breaks up to 30 minutes. The Pomodoro technique is fully customizable to you. It's meant to get you into the habit of making sure that you're getting stuff done and taking those well-deserved breaks in between. I love apps, but you may not like apps. If you don't want to download anything, you don't have enough space on your phone, which I don't either, so I need to delete some apps. I should go through everything and delete some apps that I'm not using. <laughs> yeah, if you're not into downloading apps or Chrome extensions, then you could just use your phone clock, actually. I've seen some pictures of people blocking their time off, so they set an alarm. They start their day at what time? Pretend they wake up at 9, so from 9 to 12, they name it the morning block. And 12 to 3, work time. And then from 3 to 6, family time. From 6 to 9, they name it evening, relaxing, chill time. And 9 to 12, bedtime. Something like that. I'm just throwing out examples. And I did it in 3-hour blocks. But you can tailor it to you. 
So that's another method for making sure that you are focusing on what you need to do and being productive and not just mindlessly scrolling through social media and taking all this information. It's like overload sometimes. To recap on what we've talked about today, I know I was like all over the place, hmm, or maybe not. Let me know. I need feedback still. <laughs> so to recap on what we talked about today and what we learned is the concept of effective multitasking is a myth. Engaging in monotasking is more efficient and productive than multitasking. Some actionable tips that you and I both can be taking is we can optimize our work environment by clearing out both the physical and digital clutter and making distractions harder to use. We talked about two apps and two browser extensions to lessen your time on distracting websites when you want to focus. But if you're not an app person, you can 1. Limit your time on these sites by setting up specific times to check them. And 2. Create your own schedule with blocks of time dedicated to doing work. The visual will show you your intentions for the day and set guidelines on how your day will progress. Also, remember to take plenty of rest breaks to refill and refocus. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Ming and you just listened to Happier with Ming. If you like this podcast, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review. If any of the topics we talked about during this episode could help a friend out, please share it with them. Let's see where life's journey takes us. Talk to you next time.